Hello, welcome to our Weaver podcast, Government Impact. I'm Todd Hoffman. I'm here today to talk about some of the market challenges and pressures that government's facing. And based on some research that we've conducted and talking to CIOs and some of our clients, we've actually uh, got these kind of situated in six kind of key categories. And what we're going to do today is to talk about those categories in a, a bit more detail. And so I'm going to go ahead and set the table here and kind of go through each one. So as you talk about improving customer experience or constituent experience, what do we mean? And what we mean is, is that we as taxpayers are looking for our government to actually service in a quicker, faster, and a more efficient way. We're used to Amazon. We're used to apps. We're used to ways of conducting our business in a very simple, simple manner using technology. And what we're expecting from government is for them to actually help us do that. We got a taste of it during COVID um, and we, we, we like that experience. And so therefore now we're looking for more of a digital experience going forward. And that would include not only technology, but that would also include improving processes as you connect your business practices to the technology. What do we mean by preparing your workforce for the future? What we mean by that is government is faced with a, a number of challenges at the moment from a workforce perspective. One is you've got a number of retirements. Two, you actually have a number of skill gaps because technology is moving so quickly. It's really hard to find the right talent, cross-train that talent to get the right skills and competencies in order to stay up with everything that's going on. We're also seeing that it's very difficult to recruit that talent, pay that talent, et cetera. And so there's a big, big gap here. And so what we want to talk, what we're talking about here is taking your workforce and those skill gaps and competencies, and how do you better connect that to your business processes? How do you better connect that to your technology? Operating budget pressures. We're all dealing with pressures right now from a uh, operating budget perspective. That's both in government as well as in the commercial world. And so it's really trying to figure out how do you begin to solve these problems in the most efficient, cost-effective way and, ma and manner. And when you're thinking of technology, we always think that you got to throw out the old and buy the new, and that's very expensive. And that's not what we're talking about here. In many cases, there are ways to solve your problems from a technological perspective that actually don't cost a lot, okay? And we're going to kind of explore some of that as well. When I flip over to leveraging and emerging tech uh, and business practices, really what we're talking about here is, is looking at ways to use technology to begin to be more efficient as you service your constituent. And so we're thinking about business process, and you'll see some of the overlaps here, so I will repeat myself a bit. You see some of the you're looking at your tech stack, trying to get it to uh, communicate more effectively. And, and so what we're looking to do here is as you, as, you, as you go through that process, we're going to talk to you a bit about ways that you can think about it uh, from an assessment as well as from an execution perspective to try to help close those gaps. When you think about legacy modernization, we're all, all, all governments right now are dealing with antiquated systems. They're dealing with... Uh, systems that don't talk to each other. They're dealing with uh, customers that are expecting more. And so there's a, a huge gap in uh, uh, trying to connect that and get it closer together. And so we're going to talk a bit more about the, 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 the challenges around that. And then finally, data governance and management. 
we all are trying to make decisions quickly. We're all trying to uh, make decisions quickly and accurately. And we're trying to do it in, in, in manners either using digitization, using dashboards. And so we as constituents are expecting that to be accurate. So we trust our government. But what we find when we work with our clients is sometimes the devil's in the detail and it's very difficult to actually make that happen. And we're going to talk a bit about some ways that you can kind of think through that and maybe help close some of those gaps. And we also have these competing priorities that actually connect with these six pillars. And I'm going to actually open this up to uh, Morgan Page and Brett Neighbors to talk a little bit more about the pillars and how these external factors actually are also like a perfect storm here, right? As government is facing their challenges and how to figure out how to address those challenges. Morgan? Sure. Thanks, Todd. So I really love these pillars because these are, are pressures that are happening. And when you look environmentally, what's changed? Why are we looking at these being the pressures for the next five years, the next 10 years? And really it comes back into, I'll call it the digital revolution. So in the early 1900s, hundreds, we had the assembly line revolution. So all of a sudden, Ford started making Model Ts in an assembly line, and it changed the dynamic of the operational paradigm. So all of a sudden, instead of a custom single car coming out each time, you had a hundred of them. Inventory became a thing. Managing the different parts at the right time, throughput, that changed everything, but it's become normalized. Now we see even more recently, the warehousing and supply chain side of that. Everybody now is conditioned I buy something and my package shows up in two days. If you don't have Prime, people look at you like something's wrong with you, right? right? And so that's been a new revolution. That had created a whole ecosystem. And your operational paradigm is now two-day shipping and delivery is the expectation. Now we're in the digital revolution. And that is, I when I interact with you in the digital platform, it's not just that I'm asking you a question or that I'm submitting a file to you that I physically did, but you need to understand the contextualized data as part of that to go, not only is this Morgan, he's interacted with me 14 times before, this is what he's interested in, and his GPS location says he's in this area. And when you apply that to government, you start thinking about how do you tie all of these things together? So Morgan just bought a new house. Well, from a contextualized data perspective, I'm going to need to update my driver's license. I'm going to need to update property records. I might need to update exemptions. I'm going to, there's all of these different components that tie into that. And that's the expectation from a constituent perspective that's driving these trends. And so that's why we're seeing these pressures. These pressures are not going to go away because the Amazons of the world are not gonna go away. The Twitter, where people expect in 240 characters that they know what's going on in 10 seconds or less is not going away. Or I, I guess it's called X now. But so that's going to drive a consistent benchmark and expectation. And so government's not going to be able to continue operating in the same way they have historically because the bar has been elevated. Yeah, I mean, I. I I look at this as, you know, we've, we've got, you've, you've got to get back to the core reason. Why are we doing what we're doing, right? Why, why do we make the decisions as a, as a government organization or, or just in general of what are we making those decisions? That's where the six pillars come in, right? I'm making this decision because 
I'm focusing on the customer experience or I'm focusing on, I've been collecting data forever, but now I got to do something with it. Um, I've got, my reason is that I've got systems that aren't quite there yet, that I that they're not doing what I need them to do. And so, you know, they, they do all, you know, work together. But what it's done for us is it's allowed us to have conversations that drive to the root of why is someone doing something why, the way they're doing it? You know, why are they putting this system in place? Why are they making these changes to the environment? You know, when I, when I look at the outside, I think, you know, so many times we talk about the specific, like, action, right? You know, oh, well, you know, risk management is something that we're focusing on. Okay, well, yes, but where is that risk management going back to? Change management. Okay, well, what are, what's changing? And is that a change in systems? Is that a change in uh, culture? Is that a change in uh, rules and regulations and policies and procedures? And so the outside is a lot of times what is the is the what of what I need to do, right? I need to go, you know, you may take a situation and you say, well, I need to, I, I need to improve my customer experience, but then where do you start? Well, I got to think about this, that what are my barriers or those, those constants that exist, right? You know, you may want to go use emerging technology or leveraging emerging technology, right? That may be something you want to do, but what are those constraints that come in play? And I look at it and go, wow, well, there's a lot of policies and procedures out there that drive a change there of like, are, is it allowable? Are we allowed to use this? Are there rules and regulations in how we protect that? You know, do I have the right people? So there's a lot of those, like you get to those pieces, but that's where the outside comes together. And I know that's, you know, as you're thinking about it, Todd, you know, the outside were, those are the actions, right? Those are the things that we know, no matter what you're talking about in any of these things, they're always there. We're always gonna have to think about those components. And it gets back to then that reason. And that's where, you know, from a conversational standpoint, it's been much more powerful in discussions we've had with agencies and local governments and state governments, you know, where we're looking and we're going, you know, tell us more about where you, what, what is that root challenge that you're having? Um, and it could be also root opportunity. I think we look at this as a challenge, but, you know, I think we put on their challenges and opportunities because you may go, we're doing everything that we can, but, if we can predict what that opportunity is, it'll drive that next step, that dr drive the change that we want to get to. Well, in its simplest form, when you look at these these six pillars, if you will, it's really around people, process, and technology, Absolutely. right? And, and what we have found as we have had these conversations with clients, and you go through these trends, it takes the conversation in so many different directions, right? I mean, we've gone down paths where we've ended up talking about internal audit. We've gone down paths when we've ended up talking about, uh, you know, how we can maybe help an organ, uh, help an agency uh, address their uh, headcount around uh, driver's license and DMV. It's gone around, okay, how can I begin to train my staff to close some of these gaps from a technological perspective, right? So the, so really while we put this together, it's it's a way on one page really, right? To get to into a room and have conversations like we're having here to help our clients actually try to address those issues and problems. Exactly. When you made a really good point as well, when you look at what's around, that's often the symptom, if you will, or the right. effect that you yeah. see. So you'll have people saying, hey, our risk management program isn't really meeting the right things or policy and regulation is changing and these are symptoms, these are things that are showing up, they're effects, but what's driving the cause of those effects? So I really like the cybersecurity at the bottom because everybody's talking about cybersecurity. Oh, yeah. Tons of money is going that direction, but what's the why? 
The why is because we've got more and more focus on leg legacy modernization. We're going from these older architectures that maybe aren't as secure going into new architectures. Sometimes new architectures that we're not necessarily familiar with from a workforce perspective. So we've got to prepare our workforce. These are the driving factors that are why we might show up on the cybersecurity side of needing to do something a little bit better. And when you approach it from the factor side or the pillar side, you're really taking an approach of, let me treat the source, understand the source, and we're not just putting out these fires. Well, I think that, that again, all these are all interconnected because they're all interconnected. Mm -hmm. So when you think about cyber in many cases, you know, we think about cyber as it relates to either an event, but what, we, we, what we're really trying to say here is, we need to be thinking about cyber as it relates to how you address these issues here, right? I mean, if I'm going to be looking at a new technology and I'm going to be implementing it, I need to be thinking about cyber and how that could impact as I begin to do that implementation. Mm -hmm. When I think about how I'm going to address my budget concerns and, and, and I'm implementing a technology, I need to make sure I understand where cyber plays in that as well, right? Mm -hmm. And so again, that's all the interconnectivity around all of this. And so as you can tell, you know, we are, this, there's a lot to unpack here, right? And, and what, what we are, so please stay tuned because we're actually going to have future episodes. We're going to actually core down deeper into each one of these pillars, if you will, and begin to talk through in more details around how our clients are dealing with them and how we're actually helping support our clients deal with these types of issues and problems. So thank you for tuning in and please stay tuned for future episodes on this topic. I'm Todd Hoffman. Mm -hmm.